Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. It is your man, Distinguished the Guy. What it do, people? It's your boy D Flow. Oh man, how y'all, how y'all brothers feeling today? I'm feeling blessed. Feeling blessed, brother. Feeling pretty good, man. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Productive day. So do we have an all-man moment? Yes. I know what my all-man moment is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit yesterday was fucking insane. Um, And that really isn't an all-man moment, but because everything, of course, worked out, but uh, <laughs> I'm still... I mean, I have, it's still going I have an all-man moment, but, you know, it's not really an all-man moment. It's just, you know, you know, when, when people try to plan things, you feel me? Like... Cats just got to be on point with the planning, you know, and we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a all oh, man, but what I will say is that it's, it's just interesting that people really be thinking that if they do something for you and you didn't ask them for it, they look at that as I'm doing you a favor. Nigga, I didn't ask you to do me no favors. So don't, so don't do me no favors. Um, yeah, don't do it for me if you're gonna try and throw it in my right, face, right? For no reason. If yeah. I'm if I'm unappreciative, you can throw it in my face, right? Right. But if I'm just chilling and you like, yeah, but I did this for you, nigga. I didn't ask you to go do that. Yeah. So shout out to that person. They'll probably never hear this episode, but <clears throat> uh, I'm good, beloved. I- I'm good. Distinguish is always going to make a way out of no way. I'm I'm the I'm the epitome of a real Jamaican nigga. I got like thirty fucking five jobs. Okay, I do a lot, so I'm gonna get it regardless. And I mean, you stepping into your Jamaicanism. <clears throat> you know that's I mean? it. Stepping 30, into the Jamaican. I think I buy thirty. You supposed to have fifteen, right? Right. right? At Flo, least by fifteen, 15 jobs man. minimum. <laughs> that is the prerequisite. That's the pre. The D flow know what's up. Should with be the working Caribbean a minimum people. of sixty seven weeks, sixty seven hours a week. <laughs> minimum. How much brother. I know. Minimum. By the time you're 30, you should be, whatever your age, you should double your hours, my nigga. If you're 30, you should be working a bare minimum of 60 hours for the week. If not, you might get this, they might might disown you. You might be like, nah, nah, Jamaican. Nah, Jamaican, man. (laughs) You got to hang your shit up if you're not working at least minimum 55. Facts. You gotta minimum fifty five. You gotta see under that. I don't, I don't know. know. Bro. Under yeah, that, they might, they might call you lazy under that. To be honest with you, <laughs> you like, listen, man. God, listen, man. God is good, and I'm glad to be in the position that I'm in. And you, you brothers, already know what's up via text messages. We ain't got to talk about it, but shit's moving in a great direction. So yeah, facts, my guy. Well, my all man is not really an all man because yesterday was nothing more. Uh, nothing less than a blessing. Um, but 
My man AR Styles, we said we was going to shout you out on the podcast. <laughs> this tall motherfucker here. Um, his big ass hold on, hold on, decided hold on, he wanted son. to. Oh, oh, no funny shit. I thought I was the one who fucked up, to be honest, when I came back. I know <laughs> what that was the funny I was part. like, wait, <laughs> this nigga Floke, if you thought you was the one, you fucked up because you kept walking. <laughs> I did. didn't look I back. I didn't look back. I didn't look back. I had no remorse upon getting up. And then coming back, I was just like, holy shit. Was that me? Is it, was like, <laughs> this nigga tried to play it off. Wait, did I do that? <laughs> nigga. <laughs> nah, so what happened was oh, man. my man AR Styles, which is like a brother to me, uh, we've, we've known each other for almost as long as we've known each other. We Facts. just don't hang out as much. But my brother was walking through Sashaying, and he's always been like this. He's big, but he, he has like a clumsiness to him. So I think I've seen him trip over shit before, but um, <laughs> and try and play it off. AR Styles, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, he was he was pulling through, and he was trying to I think go to the back uh, to get some food or something of that nature, mm-hmm. and he tripped over over some cloth the cloth and knocked a whole damn fruit pan of of strawberries <laughs> down. And nah, we was it was just, uh, it was uh. It was watermelon. Nah, it was the nah, strawberries. 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 Oh, the strawberries? Yeah, it was oh, strawberries. Oh, nah. He fucked up. Strawberries. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He so, fucked up. Okay. And then here come my aunt talking about, just wash it off. It's like, no, I we not. And I was just that. like, was she serious? <laughs> I was like, I was like, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. You know, we can't do that. If it was a family function, maybe, maybe. you might in your personal you house. Maybe. If it drops on your floor in your house that you know you don't even wear shoes in your house. Now that's one thing, you know. When in a in a heavy traffic space, that's a dub dub, my friend. Nah, I, I, well, with with a bunch of guests, we we couldn't during do that. COVID look mad crazy. <laughs> yeah, mad crazy. Everybody would be like, you know what? I don't even think I want to fuck a waffle no more. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. They were sketching with the waffles, <laughs> my nigga. I was we was trying to make the waffles in the back, and I'm like, damn, niggas probably looking back at it. These niggas making waffles back there. <laughs> yeah, because there's something about men making waffles that don't 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 feel as good as women making I was waffles. Sketchy, there's son. something about it. I son. was like, yo, niggas might not fuck with these waffles. To be honest with you, you know, like and this this there's something about a nigga like making sausages that puts you at ease. But there's wow, something about wow. a woman making a waffle that puts wait, you at wait, ease. No wait, 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 what? No wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, bro, did you just say there's something about a nigga making waffles that puts people nah, at niggas ease? Making no, sausages. I said there's something about niggas making sausages that puts niggas at ease. Really? Yeah, because it's grill. It's it's it's, ten, it's, ten, it's it's normally a grilling thing. And yeah, you we all know the 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 stereotypical picture of that nigga in sandals. This nigga this thing is just trying to get one of his shits off. We're, we're not, not doing, doing it, it though. We're not trying. We're, we're not doing it today. <laughs> He's trying to get one of his shits off. We see it. I see it in your face, nigga. We're not doing it. <laughs> but um, but no, yes, yesterday was amazing. Um, what I, <laughs> this nigga is an asshole, sir. I'm using this to promote the fucking episode. <laughs> no, you're something not. about you, a nigga that makes sausages that puts niggas at ease. <laughs> you want me to? You want me to make a clip of that? Yeah. Please do. <laughs> my face out, my friend. <laughs> I want no parts. Yo, where D Flow's face is, you can put a big ass sausage right where his face is. I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking See, my done. Nigga, you have to go one step further, my friend. <laughs> hey, Flo, what's your all man? I 
You said you had one. My, oh, yeah, oh, that yeah, was that it. Was it. Besides this nigga telling me to put a sausage on my face, I, I have nothing <laughs> else to say. So, my question oh, to God. you guys is: Well, do we want to recap yesterday? What made it such an amazing event? It's your yeah. birthday, my nigga. By the way, fans, today's actually. <laughs> XAB's birthday. Happy birthday, my brother. Yeah, there was a Facts. lot of early birthday shout outs. Happy birthday, my well, guy. Well, y'all will be hearing you, this tomorrow, but just know we're recording. It was his birthday. Yeah. Just know we're recording. Recap your motherfucking today. birthday, yeah. my nigga. Well, Distinguish had a, a, the best recap that I've heard, even better than what I can do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to hand it over to this nigga, <laughs> like I did yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, so yesterday was just amazing. I actually took the liberty of reaching out to a lot of people that you invited. Um, some of them I know, some of them I don't know, and I just thank them, you know, on behalf of, you know, just being your friend for all these years and just building this camaraderie that we built for all these, uh, you know, all this time, even, you know, D-Flow, just, you know, the journey that it takes to get to this level in a friendship, to be able to have people do these things for you and all the love, that's not by chance, that's not by, oh, we just think he's cute or whatever, he's a cool guy, nah, like, that's like years on top of years on top of years of building a solid foundation of who this individual is so you know i mean i just want to thank everybody who came out yesterday um you know all the people who was able to stay later to help out and you know put the chairs back under the table i know a lot of motherfuckers rushed out that's okay um i know a lot of people just came for the food we're not gonna shout you out that's okay as well you know it's there was a, hey, nobody there just, just for the food there was listen, absolutely nobody there just for the food listen listen I'm, we're just happy to know that we were able to feed the multitude like jesus okay all right it was a lot of fish and a lot of bread that was fed yesterday um you know big shout out to the chef big shout out to graham's wife for uh doing a hell of a job and some of the god the food was just a one yesterday shout out i heard d flow was cracking some eggs you know shout out to flow you know what I mean? Rolling up his sleeves. Shout out to uh, Big Boss Tiff. She said she was cracking eggs with your ass. I was like, okay, all right. That's what it is. Um, it was it, it was great, man. It, it was also good just to see where a lot of our friends are in life. You know, again, you know, we joked we joked on him earlier, but shout out to AR Styles. He's in a very different spiritual place in his life, you know, accepting who he is and what and what he has in store. So shout out to him. Um, you know, we, we, we saw the girl, Miss uh, Miss Kelly. You know, Kelly was there yesterday telling me about the things that she got in store and that was also amazing as well. So it was just great just to know that all these people love you, bro. And, you know, they appreciate your life force and what it is that you've been able to do in such a short amount of time. Because eight years is still not a long time, but it's enough time or, you know, the time that they've known you. It's enough time to um, be around you through some of the phases that you've been through. You know, Graham said he met you roughly around the time, you know, of the whole geek swag situation. That's roughly around the time when I met you and just to see you know, where we're coming from and where you are now and where we are now is an amazing thing, man. So God bless you, man, for real. I appreciate it. I, I mean, that segues into kind of the next piece of it, what I was thinking about. I've been uh, just going over in my head, and that is what birthday celebrations teach us. And I think this is like one of the first years that I kind of like feel like my old self again. So in college, I've told this story before, uh, my girlfriend at the time had thrown a party for me uh, and got all of the RAs, residential assistants and stuff to sanction parties. Mind you, our school did not allow parties on campus, but she got the RAs to be like, right, oh, we're going to give, y'all, we're gonna give y'all like two hours to get this party popping. Um, and then after that, 
da 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 and we broke all types of regulation. I'm not going to name school, and I'm not going to name the RAs that and the, res- <laughs> the residential halls that allowed that to happen. But we definitely had like 50, 60 people in a space that had an occupancy of like 13. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Damn. The, the real occupancy was way larger than that. But, of course, you know, they put certain standards so that you don't right. have more than whatever. But, yeah, so at that time, it was the same thing. It was a lot of people telling me how much I impacted their life uh, in college. And I had like a, a huge... Quinn, well, oops, almost... Almost, almost spilled the beans, sir. <laughs> almost yeah, We're going to have to put a beep on that one. We Got to put a beep on that one. But the school that I went to, a lot a lot of people felt like I impacted them in, in so many different ways. And that they told me that. And I just felt like that person again that was impacting lives and people were there to just show me appreciation for that and that was a very special thing like again the fact that d flow you and graham even decided like nah this nigga gonna have a birthday party i don't know what this nigga's talking about <laughs> this, this nigga's gonna have a birthday event uh and decided to put that much time and effort i know that wasn't easy I know, I know my friends, so I know what y'all went through. <laughs> I got, I know what type of foolishness <laughs> up into the hour. I can see Flo saying, "Nah, he not gonna like that, bro." <laughs> like I, I envisioned the conversations in my head. Nah, bro, that's not gonna be it. Bro. You already you know this mad time. I'll be like, "Nah, bro, I don't, I, not, I, don't, I ain't gonna work. I don't know what to tell you, but it ain't gonna work." You be like, "I'm gonna call X." I I'm that. like, "I don't I think you." need to bro the nigga don't like these type of things i don't know what to tell you (laughs) i can see it so i already know how that whole thing went i almost i almost wish i wasn't me to be part of those conversations because i know how them shits go and they're bare comedy comedy, um and see lewis and you know lewis is one of those that's just like, just tell me what First to do. First of all, I'm my not nigga, this nigga, this nigga Lewis went to the store and brought back <laughs> four bags of ice. Dolo, my nigga, by himself. No help. This nigga walked to the store, bro. He, he, really, he really did away. do that. He, really, he walked to yeah, the store. Yeah, he really did do that. And bought back <laughs> them eight pound bags. Of ice. I was like, when I looked at him walking back inside. So I was like, me and the Steelers went outside to go run the nigga down. The nigga was already up the block. So we were like, all right, That's a he fact. gonna come back. The nigga came back in four bags of ice. I'm like, nigga, what? no plastic bag, nigga. It was no bags. He had them <laughs> it shit was just, just ice. coddled with his arm, my nigga. I saw him walking with bags, and I was like, oh, he got those from his car or something? I, I don't no, know what nah, was going on. He got those from the store. store. He got those from Poncho <laughs> on the deli. Poncho who got the deli on the corner. Like, but yeah, so the lesson that I learned from this year, and I think you guys, we spoke about it off air. The lesson that I I learned um, is like just the appreciation of people in your life. So I appreciate everybody who came out, of course. I want to thank everybody who came out. I appreciate everybody who showed me birthday love. This has definitely been one of those birthdays where everybody has acknowledged it. And it's like, yeah, like I I haven't felt like that in a long period of time. There's been... Mm. Years where I we celebrated, we all went out. We've had super. Uh, I had three day events where we saw multiple different Them people. We should be killing niggas' like pockets, but yeah, we was there for those. <laughs> We've done that, you Just know what I'm saying. Nigga. But 
But uh, this was the year that I felt like I just was chilling and everybody has just been acknowledging and telling me they want to either take me out. I got a couple of birthday gifts this year and it just was amazing all around. So I want to thank everybody. But what about y'all? What what type of things have y'all learned from this 2020 uh, birthday year? Is there anything particular that stood out from your birthdays this year? I mean, we all for, had a birthday now. I mean, for me personally, um, a young lady that I'm talking to, she went she she went all out for for my birthday. Um, this will be the first time I'm saying this on a podcast. She decorated her whole house because you know by that time you know COVID was just you know what I mean settling in for people. Her whole house was decorated like I was at a Mexican restaurant. Mm. And all the shit that I like, like my favorite thing to eat is avocado. She had an avocado balloon. I walked into the motherfucking crib, rose petals leading up to my birthday gift. It was a big ass bottle of Don Julio 1942 sitting right there on the table. Had two splits. Yeah, had two, <laughs> had had two splits rolled up, had the hookah ready, had the birthday cake, had the food ready. Yo, I was like, whoa. Shorty went all out, bro. Went mm. all out. Um and Having not known her for a long time, just within that short amount of time, just to love on me the way she did and do all of that and go all out. It wasn't about the bread. It was about um, her understanding me as a person. So what birthdays in general um, have taught me, especially this year, you know, I turned 30 this year, you know what I mean? Step into a whole nother fucking decade, you know, and now I'm right up there with you fellas. So here we are. And they just showed me that you cannot take nobody's life for granted. If you're going to give people their roses, even if you can't buy physical roses, just like yesterday, people just attending your event yesterday was them being an actual human form of a rose because they're letting you know we're here to shower you and give you your hugs and kisses and affirmations now because we don't know when the next time we're going to even be in the presence of XAB. COVID about That's to put us back inside for we don't even know how long. That's so it's, it was great that we got that we got that last hoorah yesterday, you know what I mean? You know, shout out to uh, Suave for always being there for every fucking event you do. Like, shit's crazy. Yeah, like, Suave, Suave is, he's always we there. We don't play when we say he is the resident DJ. Yeah, man. Suave is definitely the one that uh, I prefer to have. Like I said uh, a while ago, though, I do want to try and get a female DJ on the squad. Mm -hmm. um, someone who really tears it down. It's going to come. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like one thing that I've, I really feel is is has been happening at least this year is anything that I've manifested or anything that I've kind of put out there has manifested in some way, shape or form. Maybe not the same exact picture, yeah. but it has come into my life in some way. Um, so... Uh, like even the brunch, we've been speaking about doing a birthday brunch for like two years now. Right. And it just so happened to manifest itself this way. Uh, and the so. food again was A1. You know what I mean? Again, shout out to Graham and his wife and, and UD Flo and Tiff for, y'all did the damn thing. Shit was A1. Oh, and shout out to Phoebe for just being a beautiful hostess. She just got dragged in that motherfucker. <laughs> she was letting, yo, yeah. Phoebe, I, what, shout I don't out know to what, Phoebe. That, what that shit she had on her wrist. Just fucking niggas up with that fireball, shit. Fireball, bro. She had a fireball. Yeah. I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck that was, my nigga. Whatever. I don't you know what that was. Got stacked because uh, Phoebe, I'm concerned. She had definitely had a fireball. <laughs> going to events. <laughs> alcohol <laughs> in your bracelet. <laughs> yeah, I was joint. just like, she's, just, she's like, yeah, this That's is a different. fireball. I was just like, 
like liquor, like <laughs> cinnamon, like cinnamon liquor in your in your wrist, in your in your fucking <laughs> bracelet. I was like, all right, Phoebe, listen, whatever works, bro. Then, then Tiff was drunk. I was like, listen, don't don't be encouraging my wife to drink with you. No alcoholics over here. So, <laughs> but I think Phoebe is the epitome of the type of people that I like are in my life, though. The type of people that just jump in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be like, yo, I need help. They look at me and they be like, I'm just, I'm just jumping in. I'm just right. doing what I need to do. Right. Um, and so I really appreciate Phoebe. But I think Phoebe is like the icon of everybody that was there. Because I think anybody that was there would have jumped in if, if, if they saw, they got the signal. Someone was like, yo, can you do this? No one is going to be sitting there like, uh, nah, I just came here to... To be here for the That's event. A fact. You know what I'm nah, saying? Now, mad people came to <laughs> ask for help, Everyone. though. Mad people came to ask if we need to help with certain things. People was asking for help. That's people. true. Because as soon 100%. as Sean came, Sean was asking, what, and then Sean just started yeah, working. There, there's mad people that came through and be like, yo, y'all need help or anything. And me and G was just like, nah. Like, the most, like, you know, we were yeah. just like, nah, we're good. We're, <laughs> we'll figure it out. And then, you know, we just try to make it work. So that, at the end of the day, that that's the thing. Phoebe just came and started to just do the drinks. And we were just like, fuck it, she seems good. So we just gonna let her we just gonna let her continue doing it. Cause me and G was I was doing a damn good job with them shits before she yeah, came. Yeah. But damn, just, damn. Right. damn. Now nah, I'm just saying, really. people was telling me I was like, yo, they like, yo, this is balanced really well. I was like, I know, I know. For <laughs> <laughs> a nigga who don't drink, niggas is telling Fact. him shit balanced yo, as well. Three right. niggas who don't drink and like, I drink every now and again, but X and G don't drink at all. So these niggas is back there. That was the funny part. I was like, yo, y'all really trust the sober nigga to make y'all drinks? All right. <laughs> we going to see how this work out. But mimosas ain't that hard to make anyway. No. Um. Yesterday, I got another birthday gift. The Lakers won. I wanted the Lakers to win this year. Lakers. Uh, shout out to LeBron and Wayham. AD. Uh, what do you fellas feel like this win does for their legacy? I mean, it's a 17th championship, so I think it just secures it. Um, I'm happy that they were that LeBron was able to to pull the situation off and you know bring some comfort back in to his him. first year. That's his second in his first year, year being a Laker. In oh, second, second year? year, second year. Okay, first, first full, full year, year yeah. because he got hurt. But it's still dope. I think I honestly think LeBron saw the team last year and said, "I'm not embarrassing yeah, myself." Yeah, I think. <laughs> I'm calmly going to sit think, the rest of the I season out. <laughs> what what I appreciate from it is what it did for the city. You feel me? I think, you know, they yeah. took a great loss with Kobe, and the city was mourning for a while, and I think this just pepped everybody. All the real Laker fans, this was a good pick-me-up. It was something to remind them that their that their franchise, the, the, the team that they love, is still out here kicking up dust. So, you know, shout-out to the Lakers. Um... You know, let's see what next season brings. But um, best of luck to those guys, man. Enjoy the win. They, they definitely, they, it was definitely a good game too. I watched that during last night, so it was a good game. The Lakers, low key, is one of the greatest teams of all time. We just got to keep the it. Lakers running. cracked that ass yesterday. <laughs> they was going to work. <laughs> they was going to work. They, they was up by I think forty at one point. <laughs> it was bad, but. But yeah, nah, it was a good series. I like Jimmy Butler and um had heart. Not downplaying Jimmy Butler for for someone who has a team of nobodies on there. 
people who kind of became stars this year. Uh, I think that they had a great run. It's just, it was LeBron's year from from jump, I feel like. And once the bubble restarted, I really felt like it was LeBron's year. And once the Clippers got cooked out, I really yeah, felt Clippers like it was, was the LeBron's only thing year. standing so. in their way. Yeah, and clearly not, because them niggas got cooked Facts. by the Nuggets. So. By the fucking so, Nuggets, of all teams. The Nuggets. Nuggets was was nice this year, though. I'm not even going to hold you. Nuggets got a nice little squad building up. The West is look, going to look crazy for the next couple of years. There's a lot of budding teams in the West, and it's like anybody's game. Warriors come back uh, next year. They get their pieces back. Uh, the Nuggets are, are nice. The Jazz are nice. Clippers, I don't know what's going to happen with that organization. But there's a couple of interesting teams in the in the West. Not too many in the East. You still got... The Bucks, you got Boston, and I guess you can consider the Heat a contender, but I don't know if they're going to have the same luck this year, this upcoming season. But all in all, it was great NBA season with the bubble. I know a lot of people said they don't like the way it looks because it looked like 2K. Uh, I know, Flo, you, say, you said that a couple yeah, of it, times, too. It doesn't too. feel real anymore. Like it, it does. I'm not a fan of it. I need the fans, man. I need the crowd participation. That's what makes it work for me. Without the crowd there, it's just... Yeah. Is that they're playing pick-me-up, pick-up games. Well, they did say... They did say that they were they were hoping to have the crowds back for the new season that they're starting up. I don't know how that's going to go. We see what's happening with the NFL. Niggas is getting COVID every week Facts. with NFL, so... Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... All right. So, Joe Budden Network has launched. It launched last week. With uh, the See The Thing Is podcast, which features Mandy, Bridget Kelly, and Olivia Dope. I have had the pleasure of meeting two out of the three. I've met Olivia Dope, uh, and I've met Mandy. Do not know Bridget Kelly, but from the episode that I listened to, episode one released last week. Yeah, I listened to it too. Bridget Kelly is my favorite, my favorite uh, personality on that show. With that being said, all right? Because some shit was said on that episode that we got to talk about and acknowledge because Miss Mandy, and Mandy knows I love her, but Mandy exposed y'all chicks for what the fuck y'all be doing, man. And uh, it it was a pleasure to finally hear it being acknowledged. So what Mandy was talking about was when she was broke, she said, if a nigga wanted to see her and he was in a different state, she would make him fly her out. Knowing that she didn't have the money herself to fly herself out, nor did she have the money to take care of herself when she flew out to said oh, situation. Wow. Oh. So if the nigga wasn't offering to take care of everything, foot the bill for everything, she said at one it was so bad that even if she wanted to eat in the airport, she was asking a nigga to cash app her or send her money so that she could buy food at the airport. And so this just exposes the thing that niggas have been saying for the longest time. Oh, yeah, time. for the longest. We've been talking about when, shit like that. When girls <laughs> get upset when they like, yo, they want to see you, and you be like, all right, well, let's meet halfway. It's not necessarily because they think you a fuck nigga for wanting to meet halfway. Although I think in some cases that is what's happening. 
It's also because these motherfuckers don't have the money. That's they crazy. They actually don't have the money to see you otherwise. And they don't want to say that. So instead, they act like they get an attitude. Yo, you're not going to send me the money? Instead of just telling me, yo, I don't have the funds to do it. So if you do want to go out or if you do want to do X, Y, and Z, then you would have to pay for me when I get there. And you would have to pay for my, my transportation there. A nigga will internalize that much differently than you getting mad when I say I'm not paying for Burger King. You got to have money for Burger King in the airport. If you don't got money for Burger King in the airport, what the fuck is going on? Something's wrong. <laughs> you ain't got Burger King money? You ain't got $20? Yeah, I don't, you ain't got $20? I don't even know if I could do the fly out. If I was a single nigga, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fly a chick out personally. Like if I live in a metropolitan city like New York, or Los Angeles, or Atlanta, <laughs> Chicago, fucking Dallas, Texas, my nigga. I am not flying a chick out from another state. I'm sorry. There are plenty of fishes in the, in the sea, whether it be the Hudson River, whether it be the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> the fucking Gulf of Mexico, my nigga. Whatever you're at, you must be able to find... A decent girl to talk to, my nigga. Like you gonna be on the ground. I, I get it. If you're on Instagram, you're talking to a shorty. You might not know where she at. So y'all, me, y'all might be chopping it up, and then boom, she's like, "Yeah, I live across the fucking country." And now you're gonna still try to holler at shorty. If not, I'll see you when I come to your city. I'm fucking done. <laughs> Facts. Nah, I mean it's true. I would fly somebody out, but it's it. It would have to be spare, like it would have to be on some. Yo, this is this is what we doing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you got to prove to me that you fly out level. It, it, I can't be doing that. Fly and out gonna be level. Our, Ooh, new hashtag. Yeah, I can't. I can't be doing that. And and this is our first link up or second link up. And I don't even know what type of girl you are. We just been talking. In the DMs, da 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 da. So, like for me, that's rich. That's a rich nigga move because if you got money like that, and I, what I mean by rich, I mean rich, rich. If you got money like that, that you could fly somebody out and take the the chance of it not being cool between the two of y'all, and you just wasted five hundred dollars to do so to a thousand dollars to do so. You might you have to pay for their hotel and everything. That's a rich nigga move. I'm not wasting. $1,200 and then find out this chick is mad dry or find out Can you we're not imagine? on the same page. I'm not doing that. So the other thing that she brought up, which I think most men know, and if you don't, fellas, pay attention. This is coming from women. All right. This is not niggas talking about women. This is coming from the horse's mouth. And I encourage you all to listen to the podcast because it is a dope show. I don't know if you have the same sentiments uh, distinguished, but I thought it was... It was an amazing uh, show. Uh, I thought it was an amazing show, uh, show too. I don't remember every single thing um, that was said in that first episode because I, I was listening to that shit literally when I got off work at 7. But I did like the fact that they talked about in the beginning they wasn't just working on this shit just now. They been was working on this shit. Ben yeah. was trying to do this and was on that nigga Joe Budden's ass for mad long until it finally through, happened. That through goes, the allegations. Right. That goes to show that, yo, you just really got to keep pushing until your shit 
You know what I mean? Pop or until because every it, things take time and the things that you really want, the things that's worth having in life, them shit is gonna come with a sacrifice. What are you willing to do to get there is totally up to you. That's a fact. So the second thing that they brought up that we must talk about, or at least Mandy brought up, was <clears throat> Mandy had the hot takes. To, she had the hot takes. Yeah, going to dinner with a nigga and ordering the most expensive thing that they know they would not order. If they wasn't on a date with a nigga. <laughs> Ordering the shit that they know they couldn't afford themselves. And they wouldn't order if they was just out with their friends. But ordering it just because they know they don't have to pay for it. Because the nigga's going to pay for it. Ladies. We know. Y'all do this. All y'all not low. We be on the date. And you order the surfing turf. And I'm looking at you like, I know you not a surfing turf. Facts. Shorty, you don't do this on a regular I seen you talking about the Travis Scott meal being the best thing you ever had in life. You not eating surf and turf on a regular. You ordering this shit and you don't even know what's coming out. Like Look at cut it out, Eight, son. And then want to play ribeye the steak. Cutesy. Hmm, I wonder how that tastes. All right, <laughs> let me get that right there. They want to play the cutesy game. Ooh, what is what is the turf and surf and turf? I think I'm gonna order that. You know, it's you the know. most expensive shit on the menu, shorty. You just trying to get some shit you wouldn't normally get. This some is what I hate, tail. though. I hate when a situation like that happens, and then the shorty orders her food, and then your shit come out, and she gonna fix her fucking lips to say, "I should have ordered with you. Can I get some of your? No, you can't get none of my shit, man. You ordered the shit that you this. You not eating off my plate on the first date? No, no. First no. of all, I ordered the twenty dollars shit. You ordered the the seventy six ninety nine dollars shit. Bro, honestly, bro, you're not getting. I, my- if a chick does that on a date, bro, if I was on a date and we're at a nice restaurant and I ordered a twenty five dollar meal, and Shorty proceeds to get top three priciest things on the menu, <laughs> I might have to look at her and be like, "We're gonna have to split your plate, baby girl." Wow. <laughs> Wow. You need a piece of that? <laughs> yo, my nigga, like, think about it, bro. Like, <laughs> I, and niggas don't do that, son. If we all go out to hang out to do something, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm strapped on some bread tonight. Y'all niggas mind holding me down on this meal? I'm not going to proceed to order the most expensive thing the on crazy. the fucking menu because my I'm man's I'm looking play. for the cheapest Facts. thing that I like. I'm looking for the platter <laughs> that we could all share. The platter that costs like $45. We could all share that. <laughs> no, I would order the cheapest like, thing that I like. Except it the best way. The cheapest thing that I like, son. Yeah, if we all, if three of us are going out to dinner, we all going to get our own menu. I mean, we're all going to get our own meals, but I'm strapped for bread that day. Or, or let's, let's, let's do another scenario. It's my birthday, and y'all fellas want to take me out for my birthday. I'm still looking at the cheapest thing that I like on the menu. I'm not going to go all out and be like, yo, fuck it, my nigga. <laughs> I'm getting a $166 meal that's on this shit. And have y'all looking at me like, <laughs> well, 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 damn, yeah, I'm not going to be looking at you. I'm going to be looking Last. at D-Flow. I'm going to be like, D-Flow, you I'm got me tonight? I'm going to look at X in right, cool. his face. I'm be like, my nigga, I've known you for years. You've never ordered. You ain't, you ain't never, never got, got this shit before, my nigga. Or you be, you be an adventurous tonight, huh, nigga? All right. All right, my nigga. 
<laughs> That's when you gotta look a nigga in his face like stop playing, with, stop me, playing bro. with me, dog. Like you get you get the fifteen dollar burger time every we time go we've out. gone out, son. And tonight <laughs> now you will t- <laughs> you don't even nigga, you have a fish allergy. <laughs> Why are you ordering the, the <laughs> lobster tail? You don't even know what a cock is, my nigga. The fuck is you, you doing right now? Yo, yo, chicks be blowing my mind. It's one thing if they go out and they get shrimp. Like, everybody eats shrimp, unless you all like the shellfish. But most girls might get some shrimp, you know, get like a shrimp pasta or some shit like that. But we all know that they might get the $30, $40 crab legs. Crab legs? We, Fact. We know that, crab that's, legs that's, that's is, a go-to. not bad. Like, I could, I could, that's I could a go-to understand for, crab for shorties. When we, dive into, when we get into lobster and, you know, different types of fish, like... Be like, oh, word, you know what the boss is? Mm-hmm. Then they get in there. They're <laughs> <laughs> looking. That's what I'm saying. I, I can tell off rip when you ain't never ordered this shit before. You only ordering it because you on a date and you like, well, shit, I'm going to just try and get the most expensive shit or I'm going to get the thing I ain't never tried before. Because you get the food and you're looking at it like you have no idea what the fuck to do with that plate. I mean, let's keep it a hundred thousand on the show, my nigga. Most of y'all shorties eat like fatty meat whiteies. Let's just be honest. Y'all gonna bust that burger down. Y'all gonna bust them chicken wings and French fries down. Y'all gonna Fat. bust them chicken strips down. Don't big facts. all the five ninety nine meals. All the facts. All the five ninety nine meals because a nigga in front of me. I don't want this nigga. You gonna. I don't want this nigga to think this and that and that. Nah, get what you know. A nigga might respect you way more if you get the the quarter pound burger, bro. Like we we might look at you and be like, oh, where she got the she, she a, a real she one. A real she one. Get, she, she got the cheddar real. the cheddar slops burger. All right, I respect it. <laughs> you feel me? She got the waffle fries. Okay, you know, like <laughs> keep it real, man. That's a fact. Speaking of keeping it real, Kevin Hart spoke about his money. Distinguish, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Listen, man, all I'm going to say is that big shout out to the homie uh, Kevin Hart for letting us know that money is a real thing if you know how to use it to your advantage. Um, Everything is not money, but in the words of Kanye West, but having it is. So Kevin Hart talked um, to uh, somebody who's very also heavy. I forgot the guy's name, um, but... Uh, he basically sat on a panel. He just discussed his money. He discussed that Monopoly is a real game. Uh, splitting your money in half because that is the IRS. That's a fact. And just using you using your money in a way that um, you've never used it before. Obviously, a lot of us will never reach Kevin Hart status. You know what I mean? That's okay. That's all right. But the little ass money that you got right now, you can do some things with that. Um, you can do some things with that. So, Kevin Hart, um, I don't know. D-Flo, did you... Did you also see that as I well? I did not. So y'all are y'all are putting me on it right okay. now. I mean, well, yeah. I I think the I think the so there's a couple of important things to kind of kind of speak on. So one, this seemed like it was catered towards business owners or people who wanted to start a business. Uh, so some of the, I mean, of course, with the tips, you can do them across the board in life if you tweak them, but. The thing about the IRS is this. So as a business, many people know, maybe maybe they don't. You don't necessarily get taxed uh, off rip. Like you don't make a sale and the tax just goes to the IRS. You have to account for it. 
which is why we have accountants. So when you make a raw sale, you then have to go by the tax code of your your state and realize that your state is going to take this and the federal is going to take this and you have to set that money aside. When tax season comes, you have to file nine times out of 10 with certain businesses you're going to owe the government a certain... Well, you're always going to owe based off of the sales that you made. Correct. And because of that, if you don't have the money, if you spent that money, the money that's supposed to be... That's going to... You're going to get taxed on regardless. Yeah. That's where a lot of businesses end up in in particular situations or end up in a hole or end up getting audited because they try to finagle the numbers because a lot of times people spent that money and it don't add up. So... Mm -hmm. That's what he was specifying when it comes to the IRS. If you're making $100 off a sale, he was saying split it in half. He was saying put $50 aside and then put $50 either to an ad. Oh, then he said split that other $50 and now you could put $25 to whatever it is that you want to do. And then in his case, he was putting another $25 towards real estate. So basically an asset. So you could put $25 towards an asset in this scenario, $25 for yourself. And then 50 for the IRS uh, when tax season comes around. And that way he was basically saying when you do get, when you do file your taxes, you will always be in the clear. You'll be in the black. You won't be in the red. And you won't have to owe them money. Um, so that was one of his his pieces of advice. Facts. Uh, and he was saying that he loves real estate. Real estate is the is the the place he likes to put and invest his money because you always will people will always need a place to live he said and people and it'll always bring in residual income cuz you you buy the property outright you spent your money you spent your your 50 mil on this property and then for as long as you own this property you're probably going to be raking in damn near $200,000 if it's an apartment uh a month depending on what type of apartment it is you know, so that is a very stable. That's why a lot of people like to go into real estate. Uh, real estate is just. He also said it was easy to get into, but real estate does still take a little bit of capital, or at least a group of people agreeing to put a certain amount of funds. Especially in New York, you're not getting nothing cheap uh, to own in New York. So you have to have some type of capital. But what a lot of people can do is buy a house upstate. Rent it out to people because the houses upstate don't cost as much. You can get a, a house for cheap upstate. Put four, get a like a family house, two family house. You could put four, uh, technically four rooms in there and and charge people nine hundred a month for each room. Yeah, I'm so, I'm, I'm, you, I'm speaking to a young lady um who uh uh I I, I started following her page virtually like two weeks ago and she's a advent listener of the podcast. She told me that she and her sister buys homes and they flip them. And she lives in one state, but she buys homes and flips them in another state. And she's making bread. And I'm like, damn. And she's been doing this for a minute. This ain't just yesterday. So uh, I hope the listeners that are listening, if you're trying to really get into this real estate game, man, you better really uh, go find that Kevin Hart video. Matter of fact, what I'll do is I'll make sure that I, I repost it on my page so that you guys can see it. And then just, uh, you know, make sure you follow Dad has some bow ties. But yeah. If you're really trying to get into this game, man, now is your time. As we've said offline prior to jumping on the recording today's episode, we're going to be inside for a minute. So you might want to figure out what you're good at and get really good at Factual. it. Factual. Because you don't know how long you're going to be doing that shit. Yeah. You just don't know.
That's the truth. Um, how y'all felt about that presidential, vice presidential debate? Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> that was entertaining comedy. as the presidential debate, but... No, it wasn't. Um, but it was com- it was comedy because we know there's just certain shit you just don't come at a black woman, whether you like the black woman or not. It's just certain shit you just don't do, just don't say, because you're gonna get shut down. It's gonna be bad. Yeah, I think enough memes. The amount of memes that came from Camilla's face was priceless that night. But I think for me, with the vice presidential debate, one of the main takeaways I got from it was actually how political this whole situation really is. And although both of them tried to get into certain things, they still kept it very political. The answers were, they were, they weren't as transparent as I thought it would have been. They were neutral at best. I felt like Joe and, I felt like Joe and Trump was a bit more realistic in some of their answers because as 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 walkie pataki as Trump is, you you he's not he might be bullshitting, but you can't tell if he's really bullshitting at the same time. Because certain things he does, like the the statements he makes is crazy, but that nigga is quick to throw a nigga under the bus. So I don't know. But with Pence and Camilla, I was just like, this is actually an interesting debate because neither of them gave me what I really wanted. But they still somewhat answered certain questions, so I was just like, you know what, it's cool. You know, I I can't expect more than that. You know, shout out to the fly that made the whole thing that much more entertaining. Um, Facts: the fly, the fly, stole the fly the stole the whole show. And um, shout out to Camilla just being made me just realize that she's not totally cookie cutter, and that she has some she has some some spunk to her. So you know, it was it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I think they both did what they needed to do, and they both had two different missions. So if you watch the Democratic debates, you know that Kamala could be a lot more fiery, a lot more charged up, a lot more aggressive if she needs to be. And she toned that down for this debate because I think their plan was for the independent uh, voter who still may feel like they don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't at this point, but there's a small portion i think is i heard something between the numbers of 13 and three percent of people who still consider themselves undecided um i think she wanted to make sure to not seem like the quote-unquote angry black woman because that stereotype is still out there uh and so she didn't kill pence but she stayed on task to make sure that her facts were out there and made sure to discredit him as much as possible um, what he, what Pence's role was is to not make the president mad and to not outshine the president and to answer what he could answer that sounded good, but also, again, not make a hot take that everybody was going to be like, yo, Pence for president. I think that's what his mission was, to be honest. And so he accomplished that as well um, because he didn't answer not one single fucking question. I no. don't think he answered one question Yo, asked him. Man, there was always another answer that had nothing to do with nothing. I don't know if he's nothing. just the hard, the most hard-headed man I've ever met, or if that nigga really just has a good, he's a, I'm going to finish my sentence type of nigga. Because that man, <laughs> <laughs> he completely, that lady was like, <laughs> Vice President Pence, excuse me, Mr. Pence, that's enough. That nigga was, that nigga just spoke. 
I was like, I would not want to be in an argument with that nigga. I'd be like, yo, I'm <laughs> done. And she'd be like, well, you're going to have to. I'd be like, I was like, this nigga really, is he just ignoring this chick or is he really, it's almost like it was a computer, bro. Because it's like he, it didn't sway his thoughts. She's there. I'm like, if I was in that debate, she would have threw me up. The amount of times she's like, excuse me, Mr. Pet, Vice President Pet, what that, that, and this, Mr. it was Pet. like he was Mr. reading Mr. a script, bro. It was like that nigga was reading the script till the shit finished. And I was just like, that is weird because a normal human being shouldn't be able to stay on task and follow through in the thoughts he have without being interrupted. If that makes sense. They call that nigga the cyborg. Yeah, it's like he was a robot. And so... It was weird. Yeah, he doesn't... He doesn't have a lot of facial expression that he uses, that he does. He doesn't seem like he's really all the way there either. Like, he seems like he's there, but he's not really the one doing the talking, which is cyborgish. Like, you're not... You're not being... You're not, you're not even in control of you. You just there. Yeah, it was weird. So... An interesting article uh, came out from Baller Alert. Baller Alert put out an article about the friend zone. And they established that there are several versions of the friend zone. So what I'd like for us to do is to talk about the different styles that they say exist. If we've ever encountered that style. And uh, the advice that we would give regarding like not real it, it doesn't need to necessarily be the friend zone it could just be a whole shutdown shut the nigga down but all right so again ball alert had identified what they consider to be i think 10 versions of the friend zone and if a, if they basically were saying fellas if a lady is doing this to you then you need to get the hint that you are either being friend zoned or you are well on your way to the friend zone and just take your l and move on all right, so the first one is the busy female. Let's start with the busy female. Busy is generally a swerve or curve. If she's too busy to find a couple of hours to hang out with you, odds are you skipped the friend zone and went straight to the no thank you zone. How do y'all feel about that? You think that's true? Have y'all encountered that? Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. I feel like I've been there more times last year than I have this year. Mm. This year, nigga, I've been having a field day. <laughs> oh, you busy? I, All right, that's cool. I don't give a fuck. I got other shit happening, <laughs> personally. When I was younger, I, I encountered that, for sure. I encountered the... And then, as a man, ladies, as a man, men are sitting there looking... When they, when they don't... Re- when they're not savvy to the curves and the swerves... A man is looking at you crazy when you tell him you're busy, but then the nigga go on IG or some shit like that, and you having the time of your life doing absolutely nothing or chilling with friends, and you like, yo, I just invite, I invited you out for Saturday, and then she's like, oh, well, we had this plan for months, but in the caption it says uh, surprise link-ups. Like, it's nigga, a lie, like, bro. It's 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 <laughs> some of these chicks is frauds, like. <laughs> there's some of them that's gonna be tight listening to this episode because there's a lot of them that definitely listen to the episode and they curve the nigga. Nah, a they, lot they, they of them are frauds, bro. Not some it's, of them. It's, it's all good. A lot of these shorties are I've frauds done. and they don't like it's when niggas good. do the same shit to them. But continue, bro. 
So, ladies, the the advice that I would give is just tell a nigga you not interested. You don't need to tell a nigga you're busy 36 times because the nigga's not going to get the hint initially. He's literally going to think you're busy at first. And then he's going to start getting tight. And then he's going to realize that you're swerving him. Instead of doing all that, just tell a nigga you're not interested. It is okay. Trust me. 2020, niggas is getting their shit together. I know there's still fuckboys out there that'll curse you out for telling them that you're not interested. Or, or, niggas is digital or not now. saying good morning. Morning. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> it's crazy. So, the next one is hands-free zone. Say that you're hanging out with this female, and I don't like that they're calling them females, but I don't know. I Hopefully, this is a woman who wrote this, because if it's a nigga, it sounds a little suspect. But say that you're hanging out with this female, and you basically place your hand on top of hers. She doesn't waste any time snatching her hand away from you. Uh, and touch it. touching creates physical chemistry, and without chemistry, you're left with friends. So basically, it's saying that if you are trying to be, like you're trying to put your hand on her thigh or whatever, and she moves it, or it becomes very uncomfortable, you are friend-zoned. Any of you experienced that? I have, for sure. Oh, I'm not a part of this conversation. This year or in general? So- yeah, I, I, I know, folks. I know. Casually <laughs> observing. This year or in general? <laughs> just in general. In general. It don't yeah. have to be this year. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel, I feel like that's happened to me plenty of times. And what would happen is they would either move their hand or they'll be like, hey, you know, I'm actually not really a huggy person. And then as the night would go on or jokes would start to start to happen, then they would be like, doing what they just told me not to do and i'm just like all right now i'm confused and it's like no i'm 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 doing it because i feel like doing it you was doing it because you thought you could do it i'm like all right i ain't got time for this jedi mind tricks i don't have time for this shit i don't, <laughs> don't fucking time yeah, for this the the hands-free zone i'm not as mad at as the busy female one because the busy female one i feel like you're trying to string me along for just in case yeah just in case i pop off and you want to get entry into a club real quick just in case i need you, food you you keep yeah right you you think all right he's interested i know he is so just in case i need food one day i can hit him up and say yo let's go link but you have no interest in me whatsoever just tell me like no you're not interested the hands free zone i can understand because sometimes people like they touch too soon or they touch too early and it's like sometimes we have to build to that there's some niggas out here who think, all right, yeah, she says she wants to link up and they automatically think that they in the clear. No, she still may be trying to figure out who you are. She just may want to do it physically because over the phone and text messaging was cool. But now the physical is the next to see you in person and see how you act in person is the next step. That don't necessarily mean that you are in the clear and she likes you and da 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 da. Granted, there are different time frames for people. There are some girls that as soon as soon as they see you they say they want to they know that they want to fuck you and then there are girls that build up to it so i'm not mad at a shorty being like yo don't don't touch me i don't necessarily think that you're in the friend zone uh like there's no hope for you i do feel like you are in a space where romance may not be the first line of defense she's not thinking about that a hundred percent at that moment and you may need to build it um let's see what's the next one the next one is the third wheel the female brings her friend along with her on a date 
Duh, this is a no-brainer, but still causes confusion. There's no reason for her to bring her girl along. A nigga definitely wrote this. There's no reason for her to bring her girl along unless she wants both of them to get fed or some free drinks on your dime. A nigga definitely wrote this shit. She might want her friend to give her opinion on you, but bringing her along is setting up a third wheel dynamic, none of which you want part of. How you feel about that? I've definitely had a third wheel situation happen. Me and the girl established it was a date, and when I got to the date, her friend was there, and I was confused. Yeah, I had, I had a situation like that, but it was for it, it was for a birthday party, and I went to the birthday. This this should, this should actually happen, I think, um, three years ago, and I went to the birthday party, and when I got to the birthday party, there was a girl there that liked me, and she was like, "All right, cool." So Distinguished got a whip. So I'm going to just have him take you back home. But before it was time to take her back home, she was like, oh, yeah, she ain't got no money. So can you pay for her entire meal? I said, what? She's like, yeah, oh, she ain't got no money. Nah. I, <laughs> I was like, what type of shit is this? You <laughs> <laughs> look at deep slow face. Yo, that shit blew mine. I was like, she's like, yeah, because, you know, Distinguished got, you know, like they was joking like, yeah, he got mad job. So he he got it. I ain't got it for her. But <laughs> so uh, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> See, this is this is where I appreciate. I being. felt like I felt like I was set up. I appreciate. I felt like I was set up because I can't live this single life with y'all yo, niggas. Huh? I would have blown the gas bro, too many different times, bro. Shorties know. I think they be knowing the perfect nigga to set up. Like, all right, we gonna set this nigga up. This nigga's gonna come. And I'm going to tell him it's a birthday party, which it was, but he not going to know that he got to take you home and he got to pay for your meal. Nah, bro. And I you got hoopty no dudes, bro. That's that what the, the fuck shit, happened bro. to you, my nigga. hoopty <laughs> <laughs> dudes. <laughs> Niggas nah, call me simping. I definitely, definitely had situations like that. I think maybe two. Two where I, I pulled up and Shorty had her friends there and it was like... I I don't know what's cooking no more. Maybe this is just maybe I got confused, but uh, I'm pretty sure we said that this was a date. I was taking you out, and I'm pretty sure we didn't say this was a group outing. But I heard you. Um, the next one is pretty please. Oh shit! Can you can you pretty please? You might think that you're generous and selfless, doing favors for this woman, secretly hoping she'll fall head over heels. And sub, sub, succumb to your wooing, but it's unrealistic. If she really wants to get to know you genuinely, she'll just do that. Not ask you to change her AC, mow her lawn, and change the oil in her car. I've so, I've never had no shit like that happen to me before. I'm sorry. The pretty pre the pretty please girl, the one that always asks you to do stuff but never wants to go on a date, never wants to. Oh, oh, okay. I had one situation. Yeah. I had one situation like that. Um. Shorty knew I liked her. Um, long story short, this this is this is when I I think my second or third year working around Costco. At this particular moment, I was already in a relationship, but she would always hit me up because she knew my schedule. I was like, "Hey, if you in the area, can you pick me up? I'm not feeling so well today." And she would always call me just to pick her up. I'm like, 
So prior to this relationship, I mean, you knew I fucking like, and now I'm just to fucking pick her up, nigga. I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. I'm not fucking doing this. I shit, had man. a situation where a girl uh, knew I liked her and was more than comfortable asking me to pay for a phone bill. Oh, uh, a phone bill wasn't wasn't that much at the time. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. Um, was more than comfortable jonesing with me on the phone till the wee hours in the morning. Damn. And then would randomly mix in, uh, like, oh, I did like this nigga, but I don't know. And it'd be a nigga that she actually still was dealing with. Um, but definitely would ask for certain things. And me feeling like I'm doing it out the kindness of my heart would oblige. And finally, I was like, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of because this is clearly, I'm in this gray area on purpose. And Shorty is trying to play the fence. And she was offended. Uh, and she was offended, I'm sure. Well, when I... Oh, I didn't... I never... T- when, in that situation, what I do is I just exit the situation. Oh, I okay. didn't get into an argument. Nah, you just got to peep game and be like, Facts. I heard you. And just leave it alone. <laughs> That's what I Facts. did. And I'm, not, I'm not going back and forth. Because you look crazy. You can't really prove anything that you're, you're feeling. You know what I'm saying? In those situations... So you would look crazy being like, yo, I feel like you're taking advantage of me. She's going to tell you what well, you you said you was doing that out the kindness of your heart. So you look you look you look crazy. So I just leave those situations. I realize what's happening. And there's a difference between just doing nice gestures for someone and realizing that someone is letting you do nice gestures, knowing that you have a crush and they're using that especially as leverage when, or you like them. And especially using that when they're not willing to do the same for you. You feel me? Like, it has to right. be, like, I'm listening to what y'all saying, but a big part of these things is, is it being reciprocated? It, are, is she doing the this, this small, simple things for you? You feel me? Right. <clears throat> if you do it two times and you realize she's not even willing to give you yeah. her time, yeah, you're friend, in the friend zone. Move the and that's fuck not even on, friend nigga. zone, bro. You're just being taken <laughs> advantage of. Because if you know what a friend zone, my nigga, like, if y'all are homies and y'all talking and she don't really want to let you in romantically, if she still likes hanging out with you, my nigga, she's still going to hang out with you. It's just not going to be at a romantic yeah. level. And I could, I'm pretty sure, and uh, I'm not, I, I don't participate in none of these things y'all niggas is talking about, but I do have female <laughs> friends. And if, and if, bitch, if you want to hang out, it's a two way fucking street. We could go have drinks, we could go yeah. chill. We're friends. You're going to pay your bill, I'm going to pay my bill. But if right. you just like hanging out with certain people, you'll find the time. So that's the that's reality right there. The next one is, I woke up like this. She looks like she rolled out of bed when you two hang out. Hello? What woman doesn't spend at least a little time making sure she's presentable when going on a date with a potential love interest? That has happened, but the girl actually liked me. <laughs> that has definitely had so I chalked it up to yo shorty just don't know how to dress yeah I think it depends <laughs> like, that's, that's a I depending do. statement I think I'm gonna chime in on that one that depends that if, if you're always on the gram looking fly patai but the day you link up with me looking like you just came from mowing the lawn I don't know I know you gotta yeah you gotta, you gotta know, know what time, what time it is, it is fellas if, if if shorty is always on the gram looking great and <laughs> Then when she comes to link you, she got on a headscarf, yeah, bro. She, you, you have, have been, been friends on, bro. She don't care what you think. The about ultimate turnoff though is when Shorty look good, but she stink. 
Like she just smelled like a wet dog that just came out the pool. Like that's. I, just, I haven't had many experiences. Like I've had a few of those, and I'm just like I never said nothing. They're probably listening to the episode right now. Like fuck you, just saying for no fuck you in, in your in, in your hygiene. Damn. Okay. Oh, Jesus, offended, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Fuck you in your hygiene. Okay? <laughs> you to relax, sir. <laughs> no, the they next need one to, is uh, my. They need to turn on the pipe, okay? Turn on the turn. The next on the... one is my friend, my homie. The F word. She refers to you as her friend. That's it. Run. A nigga definitely wrote this shit. Um, but I don't necessarily agree with that one. It depends on how she's doing it. If she's consistently, and I think that's one of them um that's coming up, but if she's consistently any chance she gets throwing out the friend word for no reason. Y'all niggas is just chilling and she's like, uh, okay, friend, then you might be you might be friend zoned. But that friend thing could be flipped too, because that could be flirty. That could be her trying to get bait you to be like, yo, why you keep calling me your friend? And then you'd be like, oh, well, we do da 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 da. And then that could mean a romantic thing. But if she is like consistently every step of the way trying to call you her friend, you are friend zoned for sure. I had a I had a situation that went from I'm not making this up. I had a situation I went from first time a shorty met me at an event that I did, whispered in my ear, I want to fuck you. I want to fuck your brains out. And then a whole year later, which was last year, wait, what's up, fam? Once you started calling me fam, I was like, yo, once, yo. You, st- once you start calling me fam, it's clipped. It's done. I, 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 I see what's going on here. So yeah, once, it. once it goes from fam we or f- bro, once it hits you with the... Hey, bro. Uh, yeah. Man, you already know, sir. You're on the other side of the river, yeah. friend. <laughs> my guy, you're on the other side of... Y'all ain't on the bridge no more, my nigga. You are not... <laughs> you are not... You are on the other side facts. of that WAP, you're sir. Not, you're not, you're not <laughs> allowed no access to the WAP no more, my friend. At this point, all you can do is stare. But what I be hating is that when they do that, and then they reach out to you months later asking for a favor, a financial favor... And it's like, damn, you know, you was my last resort. I was your last resort. I, I didn't even know I was on a fucking resort list. I was your yeah, last I resort. Got take, I got taken off the resort. I can't participate in the pool. None of that. None Listen, of that anymore. I don't, I don't so know. How f- can you ask me to pay for rent? I don't know what financial struggles you're going through, but I have to let God and Jesus do their part. God is working <laughs> on you. Don't ask me for shit in the name of Jesus. It's <laughs> like God is working on you. Right, God is working on you. <laughs> I cannot interrupt God's work. I don't want to interrupt nothing. Oh, you're broke. You're supposed to be broke in the name of God. This, this is a lesson that God wants you to go through. That's a great. He wants you to, keep, he wants you to stop getting these. God, God, God needs you to learn this lesson. You know, like through all the trials and tribulations, you can make right. a better person. God. Tell the shorty who asks you for a favor that this is God's lesson for you. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna start doing that. I'm going to start doing that. Enough, bro, you can make her think that it's really, it's really the case, bro. You can make her look at the positive side of things. If you really if you really know how to get I'm it, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try oh, that. Yo, baby girl, I, I would love to help you, but um, it seems like it seems like God is doing his work yeah, with you. you know, and I can't, can't interrupt that, that process. process. You'll emerge a better person after this is done, you know? Like you, the strength you get. New I'm telling strengths. you, when it's over, your whole perspective on money is gonna Fact. look different. You're not even gonna look at money the same. But for right now, you gotta take this broken L. All right. The next one is we are not together in public. Damn, niggas, niggas, fucked my whole shit up. Hold up. 
Uh, it says, in public, uh, she does a hell of a lot to make sure other people don't get the wrong idea that you're together. If she seems sneaky, crouching, looking around too much, she doesn't want anyone to think you're together. If she doesn't want to be with you, she also makes sure that you aren't going anywhere. She could run into anyone she might know and have to explain that you two aren't an item. That's a fact. Um, That's a lot of work. That's a lot. Nah, you ever realize that shorty might hit you a bit? This is new spot I've been wanting to try. All the time? Every time? Yeah, if it's always always a new spot spot you're trying to try? Okay. Facts. But see, for me, you're not friend-zoned. She's just not confident in she don't she she's not confident in the fact that she's attracted to you in that case i think that that means that she doesn't think her friends will approve or she doesn't want anyone to feel like y'all are together just yet or or maybe even in general because for whatever reason she doesn't think people would approve of it she's more she's more worried about what the public perception will be as opposed to if you're actually in a friend zone or not. She might really like you, but you might be a bum-ass nigga to her God friends. Damn. She, she might think you're her friends are going to look at you and think you're corny. And so she's trying not to make sure that anybody sees her with you until she actually, actually has made the decision to be with you. I don't, I don't know if I've had many situations like that, but I'm sure I've had one or two where... Cause I've dated some people who were like high profile in New York City, and they kinda was was trying to keep it low, not let me hang out with their friends and and shit for a little bit. But um, yeah, that's short lived. I'm not. Nobody's doing that. Damn. <laughs> Nobody is doing that. Um, let's see. The next one is not laughing at your corny jokes. She doesn't laugh at your jokes. When you're infatuated, you laugh at all the dumbest stuff that comes out of your man's mouth or comes out of that man's mouth. Any guy I've ever been interested in turns uh, me into a giggle, fussy, fumbling girl. Okay, so I guess a woman wrote this. Sound like a nigga to me. But um, I don't know if that's true. How about you, you guys, fellas? I mean, if you're a funny nigga, you're a funny nigga, bro. It don't really matter. It I was just about to say you that. It don't matter how you slice this bread up. If you know how to make a chick laugh, whether or not she likes you, she gonna think you're a funny nigga. She might be like, "Oh, that nigga mad funny, but he ugly though." Like she gonna she she still yeah. gonna laugh at your jokes. So if you're if you're naturally funny, you're naturally funny. Because there are a lot of guys who think they're funny, but they're not funny. <laughs> they just tell corny funny. jokes. This is a fact. So, it's a big this difference. Is a fact. Listen, I. In the words, go ahead, distinguish. In the words of Suave, you know, we love you, D Flow. We love you, XAB. Distinguish, uh, you just different. You know, what I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't. There's I, <laughs> not much I really gotta say. It's really awesome. What the fuck is he doing? That that that'll <laughs> determine whether or not the nigga's funny for the day. Because sometimes, if I'm cracking a joke online and there's a chick that I like, she'll be like, I don't know if I could deal with you in real life because of the jokes that you crack. But then when I start cracking jokes amongst among when it's just me and her talking, she appreciates it more. And I'm like, you, you got to take the same joke online like you're taking a joke inside of the inbox. It's the same motherfucker. It, it looks like it's overboard, but that's really me. And if overboard is what you can't deal with, you might as, you're better off drowning in the fucking island. You're better off just j- jumping over. Just, just jump over the shit. It's okay. The next one is <laughs> the too relaxed woman. 
A girl who is too relaxed around you is also a bad sign. She needs to be a tad bit nervous around you. She should fidget and play with her hair. She should need to release that nervous energy and play with her rings on her necklace if she's interested. Hmm? I don't agree with that one. What? <laughs> That's how you can clearly know that someone is interested in you. If they're mad nervous, they're definitely interested in you. But if a girl is relaxed around you, like, if you're dating... Nigga, we all in our 30s. If we dating a 30-year-old, I would expect her to be relaxed. You didn't been dating for... Quite some time, yeah. Two decades. Oh, not, yeah, 15 years. So, you, if you on a date, I would feel like you would be kind of comfortable in yourself and so i don't necessarily know if that's a telltale that you are in the friend zone if you fidgeting it either means you gotta pee or <laughs> you got something i don't think that's no. it, bro. <laughs> i don't agree I don't with that either. Just it, <laughs> i don't know there are some people that are nervous the first time like but it's a, a certain type of nervousness the way they talk like i don't think you'll be that that nervous you may not know what to say and there are some people that go into certain dates and the chemistry is just all, is good off rip. So they get kind of comfortable. Now, if she comes on a date farting or some shit just off rip, I don't, I don't know. know I, I might start fidgeting at that point because I'm nervous for you. <laughs> no, I had a, I had a, I had a, I had a date this year uh, where I definitely farted on the first date at the table. <laughs> Right. Oh no, bro! <laughs> Did you at least apologize, nigga? Her like, friends and you kind of date. <laughs> no, so the next one is a no. uh, her friends, her friends and you kind of date. My friends and I are going out. You should come too. If this is all the time, consider this a big red flag. She always invites you out with her group of friends, and she will say hi to you and have a small superficial conversation, and then move on to the next guest. This is not a date. I repeat, this is not a date. Definitely had girls do that to me. Yeah, I yeah. had a girl that I, I knew, knew I liked her. And anytime she would, I would be like, yo, we need to hang out. We should link. And she would be like, sure, let's hang out. And then anytime it would be like one-on-one, she was always busy. And But whenever she had an event, she would be like, yo, I'm throwing this event. Come through. Uh, and occasionally be like, yo, it's $20. Come through, whatever the case is. Get to the event. Showing her love, and Shorty would give me like two second conversation and dip off, and it'd be like, "Oh, it's that type of time." You're definitely in the friend zone. You are you would you are definitely in the not dateable zone at that point in time. She's not interested in you, right? If she, and if that's, I'm at a point too when when shit like that happened, I used to take a personal. I'm just like, I have a majority of women tell me. Which again, you know, I don't, I don't want nobody to subscribe to this because my mom told me do not get caught up in compliments. She told me this when I was a kid, but I got a group of women that always tell me I look good or I'm handsome. So I know it has nothing to do with looks. I think it has something to do with if that woman feels comfortable with her feeling like she can be associated with said nigga by herself. Because I've been in situations where. And I'm sure XAB has been in a situation like this too, where I could be out on a date with a shorty, whether it's somebody that I'm exclusively dating and like you're my girl or you're a girl that I'm on a date with and niggas will stop the date if they see me to say what's up, whether it's a man or woman. And I'm just like, damn. So I can only imagine if a woman now, if she's like the person that people kind of know like that and she gets stopped on a date, 
she might not feel comfortable getting stopped with said distinguish, with said Malek man. She might not be, she might, damn, somebody spotted me with this nigga. Damn. She might not like it. That's definitely the case. That goes back to the other one. In, in this scenario as well, I definitely think that there are times where I think it could go back and forth. There are times where a woman wants to check out and feel how you are, but they want to make sure that it's in a, a space and in a containment where you don't like it's not one on one. That could be for safety reasons. That could be for comfortability reasons. Or that could just be her being silly or whatever the case is. And then there's the other side of it where she's not interested in you at at, at all, but she wants that support for that event. Have y'all ever so, been on a date where Shorty purposely just goes out of her way to shout everybody she sees? Like if y'all out of an event or out of somewhere and mm. every ch- everybody she knows, it could be her second grade teacher Hey, Miss Swanson, and she's getting up, giving everybody hugs. Oh yeah, she's trying or, to get rid of you. She's trying and, to get away from or you. Or the next side of it, where she get if she sees some nigga on the date, and she gives that nigga the that like you know the hug that she give the nigga. He probably hit it a few times. Like you could tell. Oh like, yeah. He, she, I've definitely, I've definitely been on a date where I'm like, this nigga. Definitely was one of her exes or somebody that she Thanks. dealt with before. I can tell. We know what time this is. The final one is always on the phone. A big one that seems to cause a lot That's of confusion is, is texting all the time. She So she's texting you constantly and you guys have a great rapport or so you think. Texting is just that texting. The connection is made from face-to-face interaction and cannot be replaced with Snapchat Facebook, Instagram, or text messages. I cannot reiterate this enough. The connection is made in person, period. If any of these signs make you cringe and think of the girl you're currently (coughs) pursuing, do yourself a favor and run. I don't know if I agree with that one because it depends on what we texting about. Because if we texting all types of, you know what I mean? I'm about to get up in that. Then I ain't in no friends. I think think, think what the thing meant is y'all on a date and Shorty's on her phone the entire time. I think that's another way to, like, that's another version. But this one particularly is talking about uh, a big one. So if she's texting you consistently, then you guys have a great rapport. But that's another one to talk about. If she's on the phone the entire time, the entire date, or a meetup, yeah, you're facts. in the friend zone, or she's not or interested. It, and this is for for the corny niggas out there, and not even for the corny niggas. I think it's just uh you got to go on mad dates, and this is I, I guess it's more of an experience thing as well. If y'all, if you're talking to Shorty and she's on her phone all the time, figure out what interests her, bozo. Like figure out what what she wants to talk about, because a lot of times you might think you're having a good conversation, but that's not what she want to talk about. So you have to really take the time to to figure it out because a lot of times she might be on her phone, but it's just because you haven't found the right conversation to distract her yet. Because she at that point, that and you you have to you have to study your queen, like Nipsey said. I would say like you have to look at her behavior altogether because if you realize that this chick is never on her phone in her snaps and this and that. But every time y'all link up, she on her phone. Then yeah, you're not interesting her. Yeah, at all. Some some you got to find some conversation to figure out what 
piques her interest enough for her to get out of her phone. And, you know, that's I know that's easier said than done because sometimes you really be trying and you be like, you talk about this, you talk about that, and she might entertain the conversation for a little bit and she loses interest and then she's black back in her phone again. But I think that's just, I feel like that's also kind of wacky too because I feel like if you're on a date and try, like, just, just try, try to make the date interesting, like, talk, figure it out. But some shorties are just silly and, like that. And if, and if it's, if isn't yeah, I mean I think that goes on both, but I think because we are the pursuers in dating, it's also our job to find the entertaining factor. Uh women most of the time don't feel like they need to make the date pop and the dude has to make the date pop and if they're interested, they'll let a nigga know if they're not, then they move on. But I do think it's it's both parties like both parties should be trying to make it fun. Um if you see the man is struggling a little bit, he might be nervous too. Men are allowed to be nervous. And so if you if you know that you got to like shake him up, you you feeling a little bit more comfortable, try it out. Try and, and loosen him up. If you try a couple times and he's just a corny nigga, then all right, cool. But I think it's also worth like, I think it's worth also saying that if y'all are not connecting, y'all are not connecting. That's just it. Leave it alone at that point. Move on to something else because... There are times where niggas try to force it, and just because y'all didn't connect on the date doesn't mean you got to keep trying because your goal is to get some pussy and you're trying to fuck. If you realize that y'all are not compatible, maybe she's like not a jokey person, you a jokey jokey person all the time, you got to let it go. Just, just There's plenty of fish in the sea, like we said earlier. Speaking of, Jeannie May said that she wants to be submissive to her man. And she described her version of submissiveness as she is a alpha female and at her job and in her life, she's always taking charge. She's always making the plans. She's always the one who has to be the leader. And when she gets home, she would rather not be the one that all the decision making has to come from. That's what she means by being submissive. She wants her man to be able to take charge and take the leadership role from her and be comfortable in her man being the leader of the household as opposed to her then coming from work and stuff and being a leader at home too. Is that how y'all define submissiveness and is that what you guys look for in a partner? Mm, I don't look for that in a partner, but I do know I have I have a certain type of type and my type is outside of the women being particularly thick because those are the women I normally go for in terms of uh, the type of woman she is when it comes to being submissive or alpha. I always look for the woman that's focused, that's driven, that can motivate, that can push, but I don't necessarily look for the woman that is trying to um, rule me or, you know, make me feel like I'm not in a position where I'm not, well, I'm not incapable. I'm not capable of making decisions at the house. I think for her, you know what I mean? Because, you know, obviously she's with Jeezy. I think that her situation is when she is at work, she has the alpha woman hat on. She is the one making the executive decisions. When she's at home, Jeezy is doing all of that. I feel like her alpha woman submissive complex is conditional. It's conditional because it's not 100 all the time. It's like 50-50. I'm going to be 50% alpha at my workplace 
And then the other 50 is going to be, I'm going to be 50% um, almost um, fully submissive when I'm at um, my home because I'm not going to be asking so where we're going tonight. I'm either going to um, tell him I want to go somewhere, he's going to set it up, or he's going to already have this, the, the shit set up. She doesn't want to feel like when she comes home, she's telling niggas what to do. Because if she got to tell niggas what to do at her at, at her home, basically Jeezy might as well just fucking sign employ, and employing papers and just work for his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Flo, is that your is, is that your definition of submissiveness in your, in a relationship? Nah, not to me. I think being it's it's twenty five percent of it. I'll say it like that. I would say mm-hmm. the the other the other the rest of it comes from you know submissiveness comes from more bending, being more willing to bend to the other's will a bit more. You feel me? And I don't think it's just about you know, coming home and want someone else to take charge because taking charge isn't, if you let someone else take charge, not necessarily being submissive. It's just of, you know, some people just don't want to take charge in certain plate in certain positions. But I think when you bend mm-hmm. to another person's will a bit more than you know, you normally would, that's what I think is being mm-hmm. submissive. Like if you know, you normally wouldn't do something, but that person is able to make you bend anyway and do it. <clears throat> or your your main goal is to please that person, then I think mm-hmm. that's where I perceive being submissive. Like I wouldn't I like a little bit of a challenge in my relationship. I don't want to know that you're always trying to please what I'm saying. Cause at some point then I know yeah. I could if I know I could manipulate you, then that starts to make me feel a type of way. Cause then I don't want to feel like I'm manipulating my partner. You feel me? So Right. Then that then I feel like I'm hustling my partner almost. So I don't want to. My mentality when it comes to that, I don't want you to be submissive. I don't want you to always bend to what I want to do. I want you to challenge me a little bit, make me make me make me feel as if though you have a mind of your own. You know, make me feel like you have your own desires. Right. You have your own. At least that way, I'll know that if I'm not around, you can still take charge. You feel me? So right. Um, yeah, that's my mentality when it comes to being submissive. Um, I think it's a, it's a balance of course, but you know, I think a lot of women, a lot of women have a hard time with that in different ways. Like just really, re- and when you see girls like that, I'm, I'm going to let XR right now. When you see women like that who just come home and want to take charge, it's not that they relinquish that role, you know, cause they're still, if, if a chick is bossy, she's bossy, bro. Period. Like, if she has bossy tendencies, she will be a boss 20 motherfucking four seven. You know, the difference mm-hmm. is when she meets another dominant personality that she cannot boss. And that's mm. where the structure changes a little bit. So it's not a lot. Of, you know, I think that's where Facts. the difference comes in. Like if you meet a bossy chick, she will always want things done her way. She will always want it done her way. So that's just that's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I understand where she's coming from. I, I, I guess I kind of agree to some extent in terms of I. A lot of women do feel that way, like they feel like submission. Basically, they don't want to feel like the word submission leads to what you said it it does lead to, Flo, and that's bending to somebody's will. It I, I do feel like there's a little bit of, uh, redefining the word because if you put somebody into submission. That means that you have exuded their do- your dominance over them. 
Um, when you talk about like grappling or anything of that nature, fighting, if you submit somebody, then you have them, your dominance has superseded their dominance and they can no longer struggle against you. They're in submission. So it's not necessarily a thing where there, I think there's a redefining trying to happen where it's like, no submissiveness means that I'm giving you permission to have your dominance over me. And I understand that. I mean, I think that's always going to be the case in general. It should always be a permission based thing, but that will always, I feel like in a healthy relationship, that dominant submissive role fluctuates. Niggas can't always be dominant, although men feel like they have to be. But there are just times where, nine times out of ten, niggas is submitting. They just that don't want to call fact. it that. Your wife won't. <laughs> your wife wants a uh, wants to eat food, and you was feeding for that Wendy's five for five, four for four. And she's like, no, I want Chipotle. You're going against Y'all Chipotle, bro. Chipotle You're not making two trips. <laughs> Nick, you know what's really wild about it, bro? You've made an accurate statement. We submit way more than women in a certain... Because That's a, a lot of times what women don't realize, because it's become toxic in this day and age when a man always gets what he wants. I feel like he's being deemed right. toxic. When, when, when people talk about what their toxic relationships are, it's because... It's really going the man's way. You feel me? So I mm. feel like a lot of times we as men, and this is a purely misogynistic conversation to the women listening right now, <laughs> but we as men a lot of times submit because a lot of times niggas would be like, now nah, I want to do this. And she'd be like, no, I'm not in the mood for that, <laughs> sir, with sex, with food, with places you want to go. You're not going to tell you, shorty, I'm fucking tonight, and that's what's happening. She might let you fuck might depending on how she feel <laughs> she might let you slide inside and you might have to beg her until you get to that point you're gonna have to you want to have to you know play with her a little bit a little bit of foreplay and then she might let you slide <laughs> at that point if not surely will tell you that she wants your dick and you're gonna be like all right and, and let, let you, you say, say no. no you're being you your cheater no. you fucking every you're, bitch you're a cheater <laughs> You're a douchebag. You're not attracted to her no more. You don't got your dick sucked 20 minutes ago. There's 77 rules that's going to pop up. Just know she will be in your phone at some point before the night is out or accusing you of something. If she wants dick, you're not giving her. Or she might straight up tell you don't love her no more. And... <laughs> you could be, be tired. Niggas be you tired. You could have a long day. You could have just been tired for some niggas. You might have just beat your meat. 30 minutes ago because she didn't seem like she was in it before that and you were like I'm going to take a shower and beat this shit out before I go to bed there's several factors that could have happened prior to that happening and in food you could be like yo like what X said yo I'm, I'm thinking about doing some burgers tonight mm, I don't know even though you've been asking her for 26 minutes what she want to eat <laughs> yep and then you didn't settle you didn't settle the <laughs> <laughs> yo, you just settled in your mouth <laughs> on, that, on yo, that bacon burger. It's crazy how far your palate would go. I think you'd be like, y'all really want this burger today. You will eat fish tacos that night, sir. <laughs> You've been wanting this half pound burger for three weeks. And the day you want, she's like, you know what I'm really feeling for? <laughs> you end up eating fish tacos, sir. Fish fucking tacos fish that tacos. night. 
<laughs> with decorations, <laughs> tighten everything, up. bro. Decorations, <laughs> cars, your house, clothes shopping, furniture, furniture. everything, bro. We submit it, all the time, bro. All the time. If she don't like the furniture, y'all not, not getting, getting it, it, bro. <laughs> If not, you'll be buying another piece That's of furniture in six months. I guarantee it, sir. Guarantee it. So we're going to wrap up in a, in a second. Um, just some news to go through. Tory Lanez got charged. I guess we'll go in depth uh, maybe next week regarding that as more information comes out. But he's been charged with actually assaulting Meg at this point. Uh, he's facing 22 years. I believe. Yeah, tw- like 22 that. years and eight months. So 23 years, basically. <laughs> Godfrey versus Vlad. I think Godfrey made some really dope points regarding reparations. Yes, he did. Uh, in terms of the fact that the country of- often says that they're bankrupt and that's why they can't do reparations, which we know is a Big lie facts. now because with COVID, these niggas are just throwing out trillions, trillions but like nothing. Uh, <laughs> but... um. But yeah, anybody who's more interested in that, go check that out. It's a good conversation. Um, SARS. So SARS, which is interesting because COVID is a a version of SARS. And now we have this African police unit called SARS that's coming to the forefront. This is why some of these conspiracy niggas think everything's connected, by the way. Because of little things like this. But SARS has been dismantled in Africa. Um... I can't remember the 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 actual uh country in Africa that they were uh present. I will have to look that back up. But they're anti-robbery oh, um, and crime. You, you said you said it was Nigeria. Nigeria, okay. So yeah, anti anti-SAR, I mean anti-crime and robbery unit. And basically what happened was they started to profile people, uh young people in particular. And if they saw young people wearing nice clothes or if they saw young people driving nice cars or even have like an iPhone, they would stop them, harass them, and a lot of times extort them for money. That's dumb as so fuck. So a That's lot of crazy. people have brought it to the forefront and they have been dismantled. But people are saying don't scream for victory just yet because we got to see what actually happens with the fact that they are dismantled. Um, and then Chance in New York are starting a new reality show. Uh, are you guys going to watch that? Uh, hell Basically, yeah. It's, it looks it's in- called One More Chance. It looks entertaining as fuck. Hell yeah. It's on Zeus, yeah. or so, yeah. I think. Zeus Network, yeah. And then our final, I guess, conversation before we get into the all-man moment and what would dad say is Offset gifted Cardi a Rolls Royce for her birthday. How do y'all niggas feel about that? Y'all already know my take. I this is love bombing at its finest. This, this is toxic as fuck. Um, Offset purpose. Offset trash. Yeah. I don't know if I don't think that he is intentionally being toxic, but he's probably not aware of what he's doing. But it's a bit of toxic behavior solely because she has said. She know she's dissolved whatever situation. Now this is from the outside in. Who knows if maybe the night before she texts him like, "Oh, you know, we back on." But if that didn't happen, if your ex or if somebody that you were involved with tells you, "Yo, we're done," uh, but we could be cool, and you try to bomb them with gifts, uh, expensive gifts at that, 
and quote unquote try to buy their love back is super toxic. Um, and you should just kind of take a look at exactly what your motivation in buying said gift for said person is. Um, because it, it, it could definitely be uh, something that leads to a negative situation. Yeah, I, if you, I say it's trash because yeah, I say it's trash because I did it. I, I did something like that last year with my ex. I sent something to her job and that shit backfired badly. It was horrible. Mm. It was it was not good. And it wasn't to say what I got wasn't a lot of money. It was actually I spent bread on what what, what I got. But um, long story short is I learned very quickly that if somebody is not fucking with you in the capacity that they once was and you try to buy a gift, the gift is actually going to kind of make them not fuck with you even more. So you just don't you just don't do it. Uh, so I learned that lesson quick, fast. Um, I think it varies, bro, because if me and Tiff broke up. Based on our friendship and based on the fact that she's the mother of my children, I would still get her a gift, especially if the breakup isn't horrible and we're still on decent terms. I probably would still no, it's get, not about, the gift, it's not the, get her the gift. It's not about the gift. It's, it's about using the gift as a means to get them back. Exactly. True. Exactly. Yeah. So so in this so in this particular video, uh, you you hear a lot of people in the background saying, take offset back. Take him back. And then he did the same thing when she was on tour. Exactly. And he brought all those flowers exactly. on stage while she was in the, the middle of her set. Oh, it, exactly. It's also and doing it was like, it, take doing me it, back. The reason why in their situation is toxic is because he's only doing it in front of a crowd. He's not doing it in private. Right. Well, that and I feel like it is toxic because if I'm telling you I don't fuck with you on that level. And I no want more, a divorce. I don't want to be with you. And you're like... Every other day, sending me a gift with a letter that says "Take me back," nigga. I just told you I don't want to be yeah, with you. So all that, then for sure. Nah, I'm not taking you back, nigga. Oh. Like I just we we discussed this, we spoke about it. Now, giving a gift, I had a conversation with my friend about because she was talking about an ex giving an ex a gift. I don't have a problem with that. If we already have our boundaries set that we're cool, or even if we set the boundary that we still are a little interested in one another. But that has been what has been set, and I give you a gift. I don't, there's no nothing wrong with that. You know, we're exes, and I give you a gift. It's not a problem. But if I'm doing it and intentionally telling you, like, I'm doing this because I want you back, you start to get into a little bit of a wacky territory. I think Offset is preying on Cardi B's emotions. It, has a, a, it hasn't even been a full two or three weeks that this announcement broke that she no longer wants to do this thing with him. Um, at the end of the day, he's done this before. And this is why I feel like he's going, he, he's going to, he's going to feel very vindictive when um, those papers are signed because he's going to probably say, or oh, put some shit up. Like I did this, I did that to try to get you back. And he's also not giving it enough, enough time to allow the wound that has been created in a relationship to heal a little bit. And just like we said the first time when we broke this news on a podcast, he needs to give this young woman her space and enough time to figure out what the fuck she wants to do. Because at the end of the day, y'all got a kid out of it, bro. Y'all got a beautiful house out of the shit. Y'all done lived a life that most uh, 20-year-olds, because y'all still in y'all 20s, most is never going to fucking live. Y'all done had a great time while it lasted. Nigga, it's time to leave Donny Park, okay? It's time to leave Sesame Place. We're not going back on King where- 
where it it become you where you what you said is where it kind of can lead to another toxic place is because you 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 feel like you spent all this money and you feel like you're doing a good gesture and then you get vindictive and upset when that person doesn't take you back. Correct. You know, he buys her this Rolls Royce <laughs> expecting her to to be back with him cuz it's a I'm sorry gift in his opinion. And then if she takes the Rolls Royce and then decides to continue on her single life, <laughs> you're going to feel some that type of way. Fact. She is. You're going to be upset. That she is going to continue like, with her life. <laughs> it's like, but this is a birth. You said it was a birthday gift. You didn't say that this was contingent upon me getting back with you. You said you're giving me a birthday gift and that you're sorry. I don't, I'm not obligated to get back with you. So that's where I think it gets a little wacky because men tend to do this and they get upset. When Shorty takes the the five hundred dollar bracelet you bought her, or the two thousand dollar bag that you bought her, and then say okay, thank you, and you see a week later she's in Cancun, Cancun with a nigga. That, that's, sir. that's what's gonna Living happen with Cardi life. B, nigga. She's she she's gonna be she's gonna be waking up in a fucking whole another country in December, and the Rolls Royce is gonna be parked up at the fucking crib. And that's a fact. Like, that's a fact, bro. I think Offset is trying to figure out the best way to kind of... Because I think he bought the gift more for himself than he did for her. He's trying, mm. to, he's, trying to, he's trying to indirectly tell himself it's not over and it's not going to... Boom. I just got you a gift. We good. And then Cardi, I felt like low-key in her, in her head, felt pressured because she kissed a nigga in front of those crowd of supporters. She kissed the nigga right on her lips. I don't think she yeah. wanted to do that. Oh. Yeah, because she walked away from him kind of weird, like on some like, all right, like, because it, it was as if the crowd was expecting them to get in the car together and ride off in the sunset, and she kind of was trying to move away from that situation. Offset, That's what it looked like. Offset has to realize he's not Drake. The only nigga that could bounce back from shit is, is Drizzy, Okay. He's the nigga that has done shit like this on other occasions. This the nigga that got Charlemagne six fucking bottles, brought it up to the Breakfast Club, and said, "Can we be friends, Aubrey?" You don't got this the chest name is is Certified Lover Boy, right? Coming out Facts. soon. Also, so, you don't have the Certified Lover Boy moves like Drizzy. Stop, stop where you were at. What's the tough knot, Broski? Tough knot, man. Once again, a uh, happy birthday to the guy XAB. Uh, make sure you guys are showing my brother love. Make sure you guys are going on his page and any, you know, videos you got of him with you and him partying or, you know what I mean, having a good time, repost those. Um, the tough knot is, yo, life is short, man, but it is it, it is the longest thing we have. Okay? That is a tough knot. Uh, what would dad say? Dad would, would say that this is definitely a time of gratitude and appreciation for those that are in your life. We are in a very, very weird time. I think a lot of people are used to things being stable. And so as things are kind of dismantling themselves in front of us, we're still trying to hold on to the fact that things are, are good and will always work themselves out. And they will. But in the same breath, those who have made it through COVID so far, those who have made it through the protests, those who have made it through being black in America... You have to appreciate them. And you you just, there isn't any time for bullshit. There isn't any time for us to be arguing about silliness, for us to be doing dumb things. 
with one another, with people that we claim we care about, there's only time for love and appreciation. So with that being said, dad would say to appreciate those in your life. Make sure you let them know that. Make sure that you keep them up to date and and posted uh, with your moves and that you show them love daily. So this is another episode of Dad Has a Bow Ties. Peace, y'all.